0: Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 75, Dealing with Issues and Problems. It's November fifteenth, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and clearly podcaster. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. Dealing with issues and problems. Oh boy, what a topic. Well, I wanna say that I have a lifetime of experience of dealing with issues and problems, so I know what I'm talking about. And here's the thing, dealing with problems and issues are what tank people in life. It's what takes people out of the game or it takes them out of the game, sidelines them for a period of time, Sometimes it's really catastrophic, and these are not necessarily problems or issues that you caused or that you did to yourself. So because love can be won or lost, finances can be won or lost, relationships, careers, houses you name it, can be won or lost over how you deal with an issue or a problem, this is an important topic. What I'm going to be doing today is teasing out some of the areas that people don't often think about when it comes to dealing with issues and problems. So you'll get some traction, you'll get some new ideas, maybe a fresh perspective on dealing with issues or problems. So let's get going. So what am I going to cover today? I'm going to give you the definition of what I'm talking about when I say issues or problems, give you some different examples of issues and problems. I'm going to talk about pain and suffering. I'm going to talk about your view when you have an issue or problem and whether it's familiar or past-based and what your role is in the problem, mistakes that you've made, the problem of cheating, infidelity, or betrayal, the problem of abusive relationships or marriage, marriages, the role of boundaries, when you thought you knew someone, the role of the subconscious and unconscious mind in dealing with issues and problems, dealing with denial, dealing with shame, embarrassment, ego, pride, and fears, dangerous people and situations, low self-esteem or feeling unworthy, excuses justifications integrity doing whatever it takes and then i'm going to wrap up all that with some additional suggestions for dealing with issues or problems and some takeaways and a call to action so that's where we're going today we've got a lot to cover if you happen to be new to my content i hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter my current giveaway actually i currently have two one will be ending soon and register to win because i'm giving away free stuff next my disclaimer I am not a medical or health professional in any capacity. As my intro says, this is not medical or therapy advice, so you should be getting your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider. Now, If you're listening to this podcast and you're feeling hopeless or life is not worth living or you feel suicidal or you're thinking of harming yourself, I'm asking you to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you absolutely to tell someone, to talk about it, post it on social media. I promise you. I promise, promise, promise you, people will help you. It just might not be the people that you want to help you. And that's how it goes sometimes. So take the help because it's there. All right, let's get on the same page for what I'm talking about when I'm talking about issues and problems. So the dictionary definition of problem is, number one, a question to be considered, solved, or answered. Number two, a personal situation, matter, or person that is hard to deal with or understand and number three, a personal matter that causes one difficulty or needs to be dealt with. So those three definitions encapsulate and cover what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a problem. So the synonyms for problem that apply are challenge, issue, trouble, dilemma, predicament, conundrum, quandary, and quagmire. Now an issue is kind of a problem, so it could be a misgiving, an objection, or a complaint. It could be a matter of discussion, debate, just dis, oh, discussion, debate, or dispute. So life, if you're living, if you're among the living, life involves issues and problems. It's part of life, and you—they're inescapable. I mean, there's lots of things you can do, and I think some of the content will give you some ideas of ways to be proactive, to be preventing problems in your life. But there are problems that you're going to have. I mean, that's just part of life. So if you can just come to terms with the fact that, hey, life can be amazing and rich and wonderful, and you can still have problems. like that, Just because you have problems doesn't mean your life has to, you know, bite like it doesn't have to, you know, bite the big one because you have a problem or an issue to deal with. So let me give you some categories of issues or problems. And I think you'll get the the commonality of it here because really what we're talking about is issues and problems are, are very common. So one issue or problem can be your own feelings. Typically that falls under the umbrella of the difficult emotions, sadness, anger, betrayal, loneliness, depression, overthinking, indecision. There's all kinds of emotions that are difficult and can be an issue or a problem for someone. Being stuck or stalled, being trapped. Now there are many people in society and in the world that actually are trapped. I don't mean like emotionally trapped. I'm talking about trapped due to circumstances. Economic abuse, relationships present opportunities for all kinds of problems from Friendships to love, marriage, divorce, starting or ending a relationship, problems of all kinds. Friends and friendship, as I mentioned, family, your family of origin, (laughs) dysfunctional families, financial issues and problems, you know, the financial realm, career, work, and professional represents a whole plethora of potential problems. Housing problems could be the lack of, could be the cost of, could be hoarding, could be all kinds of things, health issues, retirement, children, that could be that you have them or it could be that you never got to have any, abuse of any kind, addictions, which could be yours or other people's, low self-esteem, depression, homelessness, poverty, being unloved or feeling like you're not loved, dealing with loss, that could be death that could be the loss of your job, a relationship, rejection, affairs, infidelity, moving, aging parents and world events like pandemics and natural disasters. So that's 25 categories of areas where problems and issues crop up. So you can see, well if you're going to be if you're going to work, then there's a lot of potential for some problems and issues to crop up. If you're going to have a relationship, Of any kind, friendship, platonic, love, whatever, you know, the problems and issues are a part of everyday life. So let's start looking at what's involved. So the first thing that's frequently involved, not always, but frequently, when you have an issue or a problem is pain and suffering. Now, sometimes it can be very deep and very, very deep pain and very deep suffering, but it's not always the case. Some problems are a little bit more minor or or less involved. But if you're dealing with a problem or issue and pain or suffering is involved, what's called for is for you to feel those emotions, feel those feelings, and begin to manage and process them. That falls under the category of emotional intelligence, and we collectively, as a society, as the world population, we're not too high on that. So what's helpful when you have an issue or problem is to go, oh, ding, 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 I'm in pain. This is really painful. And sometimes it's painful because it's not your problem or issue, but you're watching someone go through it. So start To deal with your emotions because you can deal with your emotions and because it will help you in every area of life. So deal with your emotions. Don't numb them. I mean many people will numb them and that's where addictions start coming in instead of feeling them because we're not good at feeling pain. So start dealing with yourself and your emotions. The next question I have is what is your view or perspective on the issue or problem? So that's a good place to start because many times people will look at issues or problems in a very negative way and that doesn't that's not helpful. I mean it's reasonable, it's totally reasonable and it's actually very normal, but it's not empowering or helpful. And in and in my podcast series it's all about empowerment, people. This is the empowerment channel. So when you're dealing with an issue or problem, what's helpful? and will feel a little bit better is if you look at the problem or issue as an opportunity. Problems and issues actually can be golden opportunities, but they won't be that if you're not looking at them that way. So this is where your view of life or how you uh, look at life or the way you filter life will color the result. It's like your context. So. Issues or problems can be opportunities for happiness, opportunities for change, opportunities for a better future, opportunities for a better life, opportunities for growth and development. And in the psychology world, if you're going to use problems and issues as an opportunity for betterment, that's called post-traumatic growth. So post-traumatic growth is where you're suffering, you're in pain, you're dealing with a life challenge or loss or bereavement, and you make a decision that you are going to become a better version of yourself, and you're going to have life be richer and more rewarding as a result. That's a whole, that's a whole field in psychology. You can look it up. Very interesting. So what could you learn from this issue or problem? How could you grow as a person from having this issue or problem, and how could you use it to your advantage? Now, I did do a podcast some time ago called Using Pain to Your Advantage, and that talks all about different ways that you can use pain to your advantage because what else would you want to do with pain? Pain is painful, so why not get some benefits out of it? So having an empowering view or perspective on the issue or problem at hand is going to be helpful. So let's start with that. Now, the next question I have for you is, is this issue or problem familiar? Like, is is there a pattern to this in your life? Or is there some past-based experience? So it can be helpful to look and see whether the current issue or problem has any history to it. You know, family history, relationship history, you know, work history. Like, is there any familiarity or commonality, because that can be helpful when you're putting a plan together to deal with it. So stop, look, inquire, and and make a mental note or a note on paper if this is a pattern, because that can be helpful. Now, the next question I have is, what is your role in causing the issue or problem? Well, first of all, there are going to be issues and problems and sometimes huge issues or problems that you did not cause. So for example, the people who were defrauded of their hard earned money and life savings by Bernie Madoff did not cause that. They did not cause Bernie Madoff to steal their money but their money was nonetheless stolen and it nonetheless resulted in a huge problem. So there will be problems like for example, domestic abuse, abusers abuse, the people who are the targets or the victims of the abuse did not cause that. They did not cause someone to abuse them. So there are issues and problems that you will not have had any skin in the game as causing. But it's very powerful to stop, pause, and be introspective to consider the question, did you have a role in the issue or problem and if so what was it so for example uh, in the past i realized oh the fact that i'm a little too trusting and a little too naive and a little altruistic and a little bit of a people pleaser they all contributed to a a predicament that i was a painful predicament so and, and, and quite frankly, years ago, I won't say which employer, but I worked for a company and I stood up for my manager at the time, who was a phenomenal manager, like the best. Well, I had a couple really the best managers. And uh, he was under fire wrongfully and fraudulently because he was extremely successful. And I went to bat for him and I stood up for him because it was the right thing to do. That's kind of what I do. Do the right thing, even when it's hard or even when it's painful. And there was backlash. You better believe if you stand up against a district manager for your manager, there's going to be some problems and issues that surface as a result. And I was very well aware, I was awake and aware that the problems that I then had uh, were a result of my actions and standing up for my boss, but it was the right thing to do. So take a moment and Look at yourself, look at the situation and see if you had any role in it. And if so, what was that role? Because it'd be helpful. Now, I want to talk to you about mistakes that you make because we all make mistakes in life. It's part of being human. We don't have crystal balls. We don't, we aren't other people. So we don't necessarily know how other people are going to react to us when we don't necessarily know the impact of our behavior or statements on other people. So we all make mistakes. And I don't mean malicious and, you know, vengeful mistakes. That's that's something else. I mean, honest mistakes. And there are some people who cannot admit that they've ever made a mistake. Okay, that's probably a cognitive distortion. It might be a know-it-all. But anyway, if you've made a mistake, clean it up. You might have to apologize. You might have to do something because here's the thing. You know, the question is, is your ego, is your pride, is your feeling of shame or embarrassment or are your fears so high that you will trash, ditch, or cut off the relationship because you can't admit you made a mistake or you were wrong or you did something that you wish you hadn't done. This, by the way, happens very It's a very common occurrence. It happens in platonic friendships all the time. Like people do things and then they're ashamed or they're embarrassed or they're afraid to admit to it or what have you. And so they distance themselves from their friend because they can't deal with their own emotions. So the good people in your life and you have good people in your life. Now, if you have bad people in your life, you know, they need to be ditched. Now, if you're in an abusive relationship or marriage, you probably can't do that right away. You're going to have to listen to my podcast on domestic abuse and and violence and make a plan and eventually escape. But you have good people in your life, I hope. And if you don't, well, then you want to listen to my podcast about making friends because it's time to have more friends. But the good people in your life don't expect you to be perfect. They understand that you're flawed. Like they understand they're flawed. Well hopefully. Unless they're just pretentious and pretending. So you don't have to be perfect. You can embrace your imperfections and just say, oh, I'm really feeling silly. I really feel embarrassed. I wish I hadn't done that, but I did and I'm sorry. You know, or you can just cut people out of your life because you're too ashamed or embarrassed or too afraid or too whatever. Like it's a choice but you need to understand everyone makes mistakes, even the people who won't admit it. Trust me, everyone has made mistakes. It's part of life and you, know, you can deal with it. If you made a mistake and you don't go clean it up, apologize or make things right, you, and you don't have to, then it's very likely you will be left with regrets and here's the issue with regrets regrets are painful and regrets typically are long-standing meaning they last a lifetime so it's a choice if you've made a mistake just own it and get over yourself so that's if you've made a mistake now if someone else has made a mistake that's not you can't control what they do we're i'm talking to you because you can control what you do Now, there's a couple particular issues and problems that are going to get a special mention because they're significant and because they are very emotionally costly and can be very financially devastating or costly. And the first one is the problem of cheating, infidelity, and betrayal, which I've lumped together. Now, these get a special mention because sometimes people end up completely wounded and scarred As a result of cheating infidelity betrayal etc and then they they can't let real and authentic love into their life like they become you know almost handicapped I mean and this is not true this is not just true for romantic love this happens with friends too like I know somebody who had a bad experience as a young person and they won't have friends they won't have friends that, that's just not something they will do. And it is what it is. So I don't want you to be so wounded in life that you can't have great friends, you can't be well-loved, or you can't have romantic love. I don't want that for you. And hopefully you don't want that for you either. Because I want you to be happy, healthy, and well-loved. And that's what's possible. But this idea, the whole painful nature of... The problems of and issues of infidelity, cheating, and and deep serious betrayal, they, they people end up with baggage as a result that they carry around with them. They drag it around with them everywhere they go. Well, guess what? You can heal from all that stuff. You can heal from anything. You can heal from any kind of trauma. You can heal from anything if you do the work. I'm not saying, like, it's magical. Oh, I'm going to wake up today and say, oh, I'm healed. No, I'm healed. No, that's not how it works. And I I don't know anybody who would say that. But you can use the issue of betrayal, infidelity, or cheating as the springboard for changing your life. I already mentioned post-traumatic growth, so there you go. But this is a special problem because you don't want to have cheating, infidelity, or deep betrayal cause you to lose love. Because love is powerful. Love is amazing. You want to have love in your platonic friendships and relationships and hopefully you also want to have a romantic love. And some people do and some people don't. But some people don't because they've been too wounded by their childhood or by their parents or by their family or by their first love or by their third love or whatever. So no. Don't let something bad a problem or issue like that ruin your life where you can you know it's a choice the next special mention goes to abusive relationships or abusive marriages these are highly problematic and very painful they're not just painful if you're if you are the one who's in an abusive relationship or marriage it's very painful for the people outside of you like your friends or your family, because it's it's probably likely at some point they'll have figured it out. Like, it might take a long time. If you're married to a con artist of any type, of either gender, it might take family and friends a while to figure it out, but they'll figure it out. Like, they'll put the pieces together. And so it's very painful. So if you're in an abusive marriage or relationship, You can listen to my other content that will help you with that because you need to create an escape plan eventually, but you need to start counterbalancing the negative right away to put good things into your life, to increase your emotional bandwidth, to help you because it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Now, if you are not the one who's in an abusive relationship or marriage, and by the way, it's so common, it's like, oh. I don't even want to talk about how common it is, but I did talk about how common it is in my uh, podcast on domestic abuse and domestic violence. If your friend or your family or your coworker or someone you care about is in what you believe to be or know to be an abusive relationship or marriage, then my request is that you be there for them. You keep in touch even if they don't respond because the tactic of a predator or an abuser is to isolate their target, their victim, their spouse, or the person they're in a relationship with from their friends and family. That's like one of the number one tactics because then they get to be even more abusive. So if you have someone you care about that's in an abusive relationship or marriage, hang in there with them. Don't take it personally that they're not calling you back. Don't take it personally that they're not getting together with you. They probably would love to, if they could, but they might be having their own terrible issues with the the plight that they're in. So hang in, hang in there with them. Don't give up on them. Now, the next piece <laughs> wasn't in my original draft for this podcast. And I'm like, oh, I cannot do this podcast without including it, which is boundaries. Now, many people have no idea what I'm talking about when I say boundaries, So boundaries are just as the name implies. They're like limits to where you won't go or a line you won't cross. And it's healthy to have boundaries. And it's a problem when you don't have boundaries. Now your boundaries are typically informed by or shaped by your core values and your core beliefs. Now where people get into problems is they violate... Other people's boundaries or they overstep other people's boundaries or in the case where someone doesn't have any boundaries they're just like totally clueless that their behavior is woefully inappropriate like I had a call one time from a mother of one of my friends and what she was saying was just so painful because she had no boundaries so I, I finally said what is wrong with you don't you have any boundaries and she was like, no, what's a boundary? You know, yes, you want to have boundaries. I'll, I'll probably end up doing a podcast about it because it, it is that important. So this is one of the areas, though, that causes problems. And it might not be you violating boundaries. It might be somebody else violating your boundaries. It You know, it could be anything in that area, but it's, a, it's really helpful. When you're trying to sort out issues and problems to number one, have boundaries for yourself. Now, I have emotional boundaries. I have psychological boundaries. I have physical and environmental boundaries. I'm very clear about my boundaries. (laughs) In fact, when I got kicked out of therapy in 2018 for being too healthy, two of the questions the the therapist asked me, I said, oh my God, are you crazy? I would never do that. And she was like, well, why not? I said, because I have boundaries. And she was kind of laughing. Yeah, because if you have boundaries, there are certain things you wouldn't do to somebody else because you have boundaries. So if you're dealing with an issue or problem, this is another very important area to look at and consider. Now, the next piece is when you thought you knew someone. Because this happens and this is a source for issues and problems. Like we think we know people based on how they present themselves, could be based on their reputation in the community or in a particular segment. And here's the rub, like you only ever know someone to the level at which they will allow themselves to be known. And many people are hiding things they're hiding who they really are Bernie Madoff perfect example because he got away with it for I, I don't know 20 years a long time and you know there were how many thousands and thousands of people in how many countries so he was very good at hiding who he actually was and people did their due diligence and thought oh it's safe for me to invest my money with him which wasn't true so Sometimes you do your due diligence and you find out, oh, they're not who they said they were or they're not who I thought they were. And in those instances, you know, it's really helpful for you to have self-compassion. Now, and there are times where you're going to do your due diligence and it's not going to turn out well. But if you've done your due diligence then you bring self-compassion and you realize that it happens this way sometime, but don't beat yourself up for it. Like people are pretty good about beating themselves up and that's not really helpful. So I know I, I had thousands and thousands of dollars fraudulently taken by a bad attorney and uh, there's really no recourse if an attorney steals your money. Like I hate to break it to you people, but there is not. You think there is, well, you will have a conversation about that. And I had done my due diligence and and come to find out that I'm not the only one. So you want to bring self compassion when you do due diligence, and even if you didn't do your due diligence, if you you know some people are gonna are gonna kind of get you to so want to bring self compassion, and you want to understand that you know you can't possibly know everything or know everyone, and some things happen sometimes they happen the way they happen. Now, the next piece is something that we don't talk about with problems and issues, but I would really like us to. And that is the role of the subconscious and unconscious mind when it comes to issues and problems. So many of you listening to this might not understand the subconscious, unconscious mind. Well, I have a whole podcast on that, which is fairly lengthy. And this is not a podcast on that. So I'm just going to give you a brief idea of it. Your subconscious unconscious mind represents roughly 90% of your mind. The other 10% being the conscious part of your mind, the part that you're aware of. You're aware of this or that. Your, you know, your awareness. The subconscious and unconscious mind, which is below the surface and you don't have access to, is the part that drives your life though. According to all of the research, there seems to be no uh, disagreement about that. So here's part of your brain or part of your mind that you don't have access to that is actually running the show. And this comes into play when you're dealing with issues and problems. Because you might have an issue or problem because of some decision or some thought or some something that's in your subconscious or unconscious mind that you're not aware of. Like if you decided at some time in the past that you were never going to get really close to someone and let someone love you, or if you decided at a young age or at whatever age you weren't lovable, those things would thwart you from having a rich relationship rich love relationship, because if you've decided you're unlovable or you decided no one will ever love you, or you decided this or that, that's what's going to happen because we know about the self-fulfilling prophecy and it will control your behavior. It will control the outcome. So we don't really talk about the subconscious unconscious mind in the role of dealing with problems and issues, but it's at play every day in your life. Now, my, just go listen to my podcast on the subconscious, unconscious mind. This is a very, 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 very big deal and probably has something to do with why you even have the problem. I mean, it could be. So that's a piece to, to, to look at. Really, I really highly suggest you look at that. I mean, especially if you're having trouble with love or relationships, it's probably something that you decided at a very young age or after your divorce or after a painful breakup or after you lost the first love of your life or whatever, you know, like, you know, I know, I know people who've decided that no one will ever love them. So they get trapped in abusive relationships. Now, some people get into abusive relationships because they're dealing with a little mini birdie off con artist. But anyway, so the role of your subconscious and unconscious mind in the problem you have or the issue you have or in how you're going about it or why you can't solve it or something is worth looking at, in my opinion. All right. Next up, dealing with denial. So, um, denial is something that can get in the way of dealing with issues and problems. It's very common. It's not necessarily a bad thing because sometimes when something shocking happens, like someone dies suddenly or there's an accident or, you know, something happens and you you really aren't prepared for it, denial can kind of be a little buffer to kind of give your brain time to start processing it and deal with the shock. But ultimately, if you stay in denial, that is, that is not a good thing. And it's, and it's very common. It's not the same as lying, but you're kind of maybe lying to yourself. So in the world of psychology, denial can be a little bit controversial. It's not a universally accepted thing. Um, in some view, in some psychology views or circles, it's viewed as a dis- defense mechanism where you're refusing to acknowledge or accept facts or experiences and we pretty much take denial to be someone who's not in reality or doesn't accept the facts so the other thing um sometimes people go into denial because something's so shocking like it's so utterly shocking it's it's hard to believe that it's true so denial can come up in a number of ways And while we're on the subject of denial, I have to bring up minimizers. This is an important concept, in my opinion, that you know about. Now, some of you listening to this podcast are actually minimizers, which is fine. It's not a bad thing, but you need to understand how you're organized or how the people in your life are organized because it can help you prevent problems and it can help you prevent issues if you understand the people in your life So what's a minimizer? So someone who's a minimizer has a personality trait or way of being where they automatically minimize, reduce, dismiss, or devalue a problem or issue. They may even deny the existence of the problem. So minimizing can be developed at a young age. It could be developed as a result of a trauma or something else. I mean, it's hard to say. But if you have a um, minimizing trait, well, that's your personality, and you're in a relationship with someone who is not a minimizer, somebody like me. So I'm not I'm not, a, I'm not a minimizer, people. When there's a problem, I'm like, let's get going. Let's deal with it. Let's get this bad boy done. Because that's what I think you should do with problems. Why would you let problems hang around and fester? I don't know. But a minimizer doesn't like that head-on you know, full on approach because they're kind of saying, Oh, it's not really a problem. Oh, it's not really a big deal. So you kind of clash. So I knew somebody where we would clash sometimes and that's why, because they wanted to say they, there really wasn't a problem. And in the end it was very interesting because they finally said, you know what? I am a minimizer. I do it everywhere. I'm like, well, see, it's not a bad thing. Now you know, right? But it's helpful for you to know if you're a minimizer this is helpful for you to know because this is what you do: you reduce, demean, diminish, devalue, ignore, deny problems or issues, which is not helpful because they're not going to go away. Typically, I mean, I don't know how, what problem just magically goes away. I don't know. Love to hear from you. You can post a comment. Here's a problem that'll magically go away if you don't deal with it. I don't. I problems typically get worse and fester if you don't deal with them. So if you're a minimizer, you need to recognize I'm a minimizer. Don't make yourself wrong for it, but start to grow your skills. We so you can start to say, ah, oh, you know what? It is a problem that somebody at work steals my lunch every day. That really is a problem. Instead of saying, oh no, I'll just go buy lunch or what you're know, like, start dealing with your problems. And if you're a minimizer, there's a good place to start. And if you're not a minimizer, but you have a minimizer in your life, that could be the source of problems and issues because you're bumping heads because they're minimizing the issues and problems. So this is really helpful. Now, so you, if you're in denial, you need to get out of denial. If you're a minimizer, you need to recognize that. If you've got a minimizer in your life, that's really powerful because sometimes people will be in a relationship and their partner or their spouse is a minimizer and you're not or you're the minimizer and they're not and that's like a clash you can see the clash that would happen there right okay so deal with that the next piece is where people really get hung up when dealing with problems and issues in my humble opinion and that is the emotions of shame embarrassment ego pride fears there's a whole host of difficult emotions that will pop up when it comes to problems and issues that stop people from dealing with the issue or the problem because they're sh- ashamed or embarrassed. I mean, listen, do you think that people who had their money taken by Bernie Madoff were a little embarrassed and ashamed? Probably not. Did they need to be? No. Cause look at how many people it happened to. Were they angry? Sure. Were they resentful? Probably. Did they have a whole host of emotions? Very likely. And and then there's the question, how did they deal with those emotions? Well, here's how some people deal with them. They close themselves down and they walk away from people, relationships, jobs, careers, what have you, because they really can't deal with those emotions. That's one way of dealing with them, is to not deal with them. The other way to deal with them is to identify them, and start learning to manage and process them because that's powerful. But really, sometimes people won't tell you of the problem or issue they're dealing with because they're ashamed or because they're embarrassed or because they're afraid you're going to judge them or you're going to criticize them or you're going to say, Oh, no, you have to stop that right now or you have to leave that. And you might not have the resources to leave or do whatever. So, this is where. Like love is won, love is lost. Money is won, money is lost. Like people's lives change on this inability or lack of ability to deal with shame, embarrassment, ego, pride, fears, the whole whole gamut. So if you're dealing with an issue or problem, you want to look and see, am I ashamed? Am I embarrassed? Am I too proud to say this is what's going on for me? Am I too afraid that people are going to think less of me or what have you? And then get to work and deal with it. Now, the next thing is dangerous people and situations. And I have a whole podcast about dangerous people, so I'm not going to be repeating that. But, you know, listen, there are people who take bribes. Those are bad people. Those are dangerous people, as are the people who bribe them. So sometimes your problems or the issues you're facing are because of dangerous people. And that's not something that you caused, but it's something you have to deal with. And if you have dangerous people, then you need to have a good safety plan. You need to have things in place because dangerous people are bad. They're bad people. And you know, sometimes when people are defrauded or their money or assets are taken illegally illegally or fraudulently, you know, that involves bad people. A lot of people are ashamed or embarrassed about that. I mean, I'm not ashamed or embarrassed about much because you know what? I'm doing the best job I can in life. I give everything my all and I am in no way trying to be perfect. I do not support perfectionism or trying to be perfect. And I don't care if people laugh at me. <laughs> because they do anyway. All right, so it's important if you have a dangerous situation that you be able to deal with that, and my podcast on that will help you. Now, the next piece that comes into play when you're dealing with problems and issues is low self-esteem or feeling unworthy. Okay, currently in the world, the statistic on low self-esteem is that it affects 85% of the population. doesn't seem to be any disagreement about that figure. So low self-esteem or feeling unworthy colors your view in life. It colors everything and it's, and it's a problem. It's a problem because it doesn't feel good. It's a problem because people find that a very unattractive quality. And when you're dealing with issues and problems, it colors the issue or problem. And sometimes it exacerbates the issue or problem because of the way you think. So, when you're dealing with issues or problems take a moment pause if you know you have low self-esteem then kind of tease that out or sort it out what is the role of your low self-esteem playing in the issue or problem because it could be that the reason you have the issue or the problem is because of your low self-esteem so put that on your list to to explore is this is this is this part of my problem is this part of what's going on next is excuses and justifications. Well, this is a very, very common reason why people don't deal with issues or problems. So they, they make excuses or they provide reasonable, often reasonable justifications as to why they're not dealing with the issue or the problem. So if you're trapped in an abusive relationship, first of all, you probably are trapped. And secondly, You have to be very diligent about creating a safe exit plan and and a safe strategy. And, And it's probably very likely and untruthful that you just can't get up and leave. So that's not an excuse if you're in an abusive relationship because people go, oh, just go to a shelter. Yeah, it's not that simple. Listen to my podcast on that. So that's not a justification or an excuse, in my opinion, for people who are in an abusive relationship, because 90, what is it, 94 to 99% of the cases involve economic abuse. But setting that aside, talking about the rest of the issues and problems people have, here's some examples of excuses or justifications. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm too tired. People will be upset with me. People will be upset with me if I do X, Y, or Z. I don't think I can do that. I'm too embarrassed or ashamed to let people know that this is what's going on. I don't have enough time. I have too much going on. I don't have the skills for that. Does that sound familiar? I mean, people often have very reasonable excuses and justifications for not dealing with a problem. And that's fine. However, if you have a problem that you don't deal with, what are the consequences of not dealing with the problem? Make a list. Start getting very authentic and very real about the consequences. Like if you're in an abusive relationship, you could end up dead. If you're having financial problems and you don't deal with them, you could end up bankrupt or, you know, in a very bad you know, have bad credit or what have you. For most issues and problems, there are definitive or potential consequences, long-term consequences and short-term consequences. So you want to pull yourself out of denial and get very real about the consequences, both short-term and long-term. Write them down. Look at them. Deal with them. Because this is one reason or one way that people avoid dealing with problems and issues is because they're not current or awake and aware to the consequences. If you're awake and aware to the consequences of not addressing, solving, resolving a problem, I mean, where does that leave you? It just, you've got to be awake and aware to the consequences and be clear What could you win? What could you lose? And that should inform, hopefully motivate you to say, oh yeah, I really want to get rid of, I want to really want to deal with that problem. Okay, next up. So you can make excuses and justifications. You can do that all you want. It's not going to change your situation. It's not going to solve your problems. I'm not a fan of making excuses and justifications and there can be very valid ones, but, but deal with yourself. So the next thing that comes into play we don't often talk about with problems and issues is integrity. Is integrity missing? Is missing integrity part of the problem or part of the issue? Well, sometimes it is and sometimes it is but not on your end. I think you have to look and see. Like someone who's overspending and borrowing money because they're living above their means, there's no integrity in their lifestyle they are living above their means, they are spending more money than they make or have coming in, there is no, zero integrity in that. So yes, integrity is missing. You know, we could go through integrity with relationships and etc. etc. So you want to stop and look and see, is your integrity in line? Is there anything that's missing with your integrity? And if, I mean, you can only control yourself. So I mean, unless you're a leader of a group, in which case you could say to the group, hey, our integrity is out. This is what we're doing, you know, and put any integrity that's missing. Put it in. My next piece with dealing with issues and problems is is to be <laughs> what I call do whatever it takes. And I am a big fan of doing whatever it takes. And I've done some pretty interesting things as a result so when you're be you know do whatever it takes person you're going to literally do whatever it takes now i don't mean any bad stuff i don't mean lying i don't mean cheating i don't mean any of that stuff but you're gonna do you're like all in to win good things that might mean you do research i'm a diehard fan of research because you can learn so much can help you grow can help you avoid mistakes i mean oh my gosh i research sleep problems when my Uh, when when I had kids and found out all the problems I could have with a four-year-old, a five-year-old, you know, down the line with kids and sleep, guess what? I never had any of those problems with my kids because I had done the research inadvertently and I didn't have those problems. So research can be wildly helpful. Be resourceful. So first of all, do your research why not like listen the problems you have it's likely that somebody else has written a book about it or has a blog or has youtube videos or you know there's like you know we're not inventing for the most part new problems and issues we're just kind of recycling them so go see how other people have dealt with it how did they get a breakthrough where did they get some traction so do your research next be resourceful you know people who know people. You know people who know things. Then there's the internet. There's a plethora of resources available to you that could help you with whatever issue and problem you're having. Next, under this do whatever it takes, ask for help. This is the one thing, by the way, that some people will not do. They would rather end up alone and poor or alone and whatever or than ask for help. So you're welcome to be that way. I don't recommend it. So because there's nothing wrong with needing help. Like people get stuck all the time. People have problems all the time. So what? Like healthy people understand. Listen, sometimes you're gonna need help and then you just ask for it. Doesn't mean you're not successful, doesn't mean you're not good, doesn't mean anything bad, it just means like, hey, I'm stuck. I need a little hand up. So the next piece under this do whatever it takes, be what be the person who does whatever it takes is you've got to believe that you can solve the problem or the issue. You have to believe it. You have to feel it. You have to see it. And I already mentioned being resourceful. You know, you've got to be creative. Sometimes you have to be creative about how you approach a problem, but don't give up. If you don't believe you can tackle the problem, guess what? You are not going to tackle the problem. You have to believe it, see it, feel it, and know it, even if you don't know how. How? be successful. All right, so that's a lot of different kind of layers or aspects to dealing with problems. Now I'm going to wrap this up to give you some additional suggestions if you're dealing with issues and problems. So number one, name and claim your issues and problems. Like Don't have it be that there's something wrong with you because you have X, Y, or Z issue or problem. I mean, you can have that view, but it's not helpful and it's not empowering. It's not going to get you anywhere. So name and own the problems and issues you have Two, understand what is at stake. Understand clearly what can be won and what can be lost through dealing with or not dealing with the problem or issue really get crystal clear. Like when I've, I've had, long, <laughs> I've had every problem I think you can have in the book. And and then I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna be proactive about X problem so it doesn't go any further and I'm gonna do Y, you know, which I, I've totally made some people furious because they can't get at me because I took proactive steps because I looked at the whole big picture. So start looking at what is at stake, what could be won or lost in dealing with or not dealing with the problems. Next, put together a plan of action, like what are the steps you could take, like how are you going to deal with the situation? set some goals they don't have to be big goals they can be little goals sometimes you have a problem and you're not sure how to figure it out you're not sure like how is this going to work out so you just have to have to start wherever you start set a small goal and set another goal i definitely absolutely highly 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 recommend you take people with you take people with you that means build a team Everybody has issues or problems, and you can make it the happiness journey and focus on happiness. You can focus on anything but your issues and problems while you're dealing with your issues and problems. I mean, you can do that. You can. I mean, it's kind of what I do. <laughs> it's kind of what I do. <laughs> well, why? Because I'm I don't. I'm really good at being happy, and I don't like not being happy. I mean, I've got plenty of things not to be happy about. Trust me but they don't rule my life and they certainly don't rule my happiness. So take people with you, build a team, make it like the most remarkable, amazing journey, name your team, have prizes, have rewards, have events, have parties. Yes, that's exactly what you want to do. Make it fun and enjoyable. Now, when you're dealing with issues uh, issues and problems, I absolutely suggest in this last piece here, that you boost your self care. First of all, a lot of people don't take care of themselves. I have a whole podcast about that. You've got to start taking care of yourself, really, and boost your self care. I, I have so many recommendations, but I'm limiting them. So the next thing I recommend is to flip the switch on your emotions so when you're dealing with emotion problems and issues it's likely that your emotional bandwidth is lower that's just predictable almost for sure so if you adopt the tactic of flipping the switch of your emotions which is to go do take an intentional act take an intentional action when you're sad upset mad whatever just for a few minutes to change your mood, you're rewiring your brain for happiness. You're training your brain, oh, this is what we do when we get unhappy. We go give ourselves a little break, whether it's taking a walk, listening to music, text a friend, call a friend, whatever. I have a whole Newsweek article on newsweek.com about that, about boosting your mood. Train your brain to do that, that's gonna help you, because your brain needs a little break. Every time you get upset, your brain needs a little break. So give yourself a break, flip the switch on your emotions. Next, growth and development, people. It's the access to love. It's the access to everything good. And reducing your problems and issues when making having problems and issues easier. And lastly, I mean, I could just go on and on. I I have so much to say about problems, but I've really condensed it because I like my podcast to be under an hour. So I'm going to hurry up here. Uh, Bring some gratitude and optimism to the table when you're dealing with issues and problems because that will be helpful. And I have a podcast on each of those that will help you. So here's my takeaways. Number one, it's time to recognize that everybody has issues and problems at some point or another, and it doesn't say anything bad about you or the quality of you or the quality of your life. Number two, it's time to start dealing with your issues and problems in a powerful way, getting a new view, getting some context. And number three, it's time to build a team to go on a wonderful, happy growth and development odyssey while you're dealing with your issues and problems so i hope that you're going to get on the road to growth and development Uh, my request is that you share this podcast build a team and start making life great that's all I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 75, Dealing with Issues and Problems. I hope you've gotten some new ideas and some new thoughts about how you might be able to get some traction on dealing with issues and problems. And I hope you're going to subscribe to my podcast so you get the new ones automatically and definitely make me happy by going to my website and entering my current giveaway at www.lisaalundy.com. I love you. You've got this. Take care for now.